What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazer reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every day, free on all platforms, five days a week, the only daily trailblazers podcast still rolling along in the offseason. So make sure you subscribe, tell your friends to do the same. Today's show is really fun. I got a fun show planned for you. We've got a couple uh, mini mailbag questions, listeners sent in some questions, and we don't quite have a mass to do a giant... Uh, a, a giant mailbag. We're going to do answer two uh, listener questions and then a rooting guide, how to cheer for every team left in the playoffs, giving you a Portland or Blazers, uh, my best to do a trail Blazers connection for every team in the playoffs, who to root for and why. But let's let's start with our mini mailbag. This is a this is a true special delivery mailbag. Uh, we will get to a full offseason mailbag, but everyone is just going to scream at me, what are they going to do? And I don't know the answer to that. So instead of... Um, so let me just say this. I don't know what they're going to do. We'll, we will walk through the logic together. Later this week, we'll talk about the Blazers cap situation. We'll do a spin in the tankathon. I got a guest joining the program. We're going to we're gonna dive into all the offseason stuff. But like, if I knew the Blazers plan, uh, I would have already shared it. I wouldn't have hidden it on a Tuesday podcast. And it's not hidden. All the, all the podcasts are, there, are in the same spot. You know where to find them on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. But our first uh, question is comes from two listeners Bangkok Bill and Nathan both sent this in thank you Bangkok Bill and thank you Nathan and the idea was like so the Blazers are in this spot where they were supposed to get two draft picks right they're supposed to get supposed to they were hoping to get two lottery picks but the Pelicans made the playoffs thanks in large part to the the Los Angeles Lakers going seven and 20 from the moment the Blazers sent CJ McCollum to the Pelicans the Lakers season completely imploded and just you know Brandon Ingram got really hot on Friday night all bad news and now the Blazers are left with one lottery pick and so the question is if they were going to almost certainly uh, trade the one of these later of the two lottery picks or one of the two lottery picks in order to get veteran help and like specifically earmarked for uh, Jeremy Grant. But let's call it just veteran help in general. Would it make sense to take a to take a similar approach if you're left with one lottery pick? The the basic answer to this question and, and the Blazers right now have, have the uh, six best lottery odds. So we're going to assume for the for the purposes of this exercise that the Blazers end up with the sixth pick in the draft. Let me be clear: if the Blazers hop up into the top four, they can't pick fifth the way it works. But if they hop up into the top four, no. <laughs> No, do not trade that pick. Just pick a really good player. But I think the purpose of this exercise is like, so this draft class isn't thought to be thought of to be super strong. So if you're outside the top four, perhaps uh, you don't. Perhaps a, a rookie with this group isn't who you want, and you you have your eyes on vets. So. I, I think like my short answer to this, and I gave you my short answer if it's top four, but if it stays at six, my short answer is also no, because I think that there is value in for for sort of any level of team to have rookie level contributors. It's it's pretty rare that you get a pick in the top ten if you're like a competitive team. Uh, the Blazers fancy themselves being a competitive team again, and quite frankly, I think if they have Dame, a healthy Damian Lillard in the roster, they're going to be pretty darn competitive. He's good. He's going to like Dame alone. If you get seventy five games a Dame, you're going to win thirty eight of those games. So uh, it's figuring out how to win seven more and make the playoffs. I'm I'm not like super, super confident, but I'm, I'm relatively confident the Blazers can build a team that competes for the playoffs next year, which means they won't have another top 10 pick for a little while, whatever that might be. So if they finish sixth, 
I, I think in general, you just you take the pick because you need rookie guys, guys on cheap rookie contracts that are under, under contract for four years to help. Not only that, you're picking a 20-year-old or a 19-year-old or a 21-year-old, someone who can grow and get better and be the bridge to whatever's next with the Blazers. I think for those two reasons alone, yeah, I'm in favor of just keeping the pick. But because Bangkok Bill and Nathan asked, let's sort of logic out what that trade might look like. Uh, many of you in the past, or at least some of you in the past when I've said, yeah, yeah, just trade the pick for vets. You'd say, who are the vets? Give us names, Mike. How dare you? And I guess I hear you. I guess bullying works. I cooked up a fake trade for you. Here's what I think. And and using my logic and a little bit of the uh, a little bit of the Bangkok Bill and Nathan logic, this is where I've landed. I would wouldn't want to trade entirely out of the lottery. But if you could entice a team, say. For, for our purposes, the Charlotte Hornets that has the 13th pick in the draft, thanks to they got that Pelicans pick. Um, if you uh, if you can entice them, uh, that's actually Charlotte's own pick. They got another one from uh, from from New Orleans. But it, it's if you can entice them to take that selection, right? If you can entice them to say, "Give me 13, and you move up six. You can move up seven spots, but give me a little bit of sweetener." Maybe you can. Maybe. Maybe you're making something happen. So my suggestion in this fake trade world would be you want to stay in the lottery. You want to stay in the, you want to still have a rookie and impactful rookie, but perhaps you can find a partner like uh, Charlotte that is more inclined to, to make uh, an aggressive move for someone on their draft board. Say they want Jalen Duran and they're sitting there at 13th with their own selection. They know Jalen Duran, uh, Memphis big man is, is, you know, the best center in the draft. He's the youngest player in the draft. And if they wait around to 13, they're not going to get him. And on their big board, they have him six. They say this is the sixth best player in the draft. After the top four, they like Shaden Sharp and then they like Jalen Duran. Like that's that's what it looks like in MJ's war room. And so when the Blazers call, they say, yes, we want a big, we desperately need like a good young center to put on this team. Uh, Nick Richards wasn't the guy. Kai Jones hasn't turned into the guy. Mason Plumlee hasn't been the guy and more on him in a moment. So we're going to move up and we're going to target Jalen Duran. We're going to take six. We'll give you 13. You got to throw in a second rounder either this year or in the future to make it happen to 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 make the deal happen the Blazers say great we have 57th in this draft it's the second to last pick in the draft now the way things work and the Hornets say well that's not great but mm, we'll t- we'll take it we'll take it because we want to get this done so the Blazers send out you know uh Something to the effect of Eric Bledsoe, the sixth pick in the NBA draft, and the 57th pick in, in the 2022 NBA draft for 13 P.J. Washington and Mason Plumley. Now, that's a straight highway robbery for the Blazers. Like, if they were to get Plum Dog and... and, and um, and P.J. Washington, like two bench players who could play and also fit needs for Portland, uh, you, you would do that in a heartbeat. But you could see my argument, my counter argument would be moving up seven spots in the lottery is a big deal. And if you find the right partner, like in my instance, I'm saying Charlotte is the right partner. What if that's what it looks like? I think something to that effect. I want to give you specifics because people have banged on me in the past for not giving me specifics. So there it is. That's a full fake trade that works in the trade machine. There you go. But... I think that's the sort of only scenario where I would be comfortable trading six. Like, I think the Blazers need to draft a rookie. They need to get it right. If they're at 13, uh, there's, you know, there's a chance that some appealing names are on the board. Mark Williams from Duke, you know, big man could be on the board. Uh, I've seen some mocks where Jeremy Sohan from Baylor slips all the way down that far. I think uh, Oshai Agbaji from from Kansas could be available there. Now, the, I don't know if the Blazers need Oshai, but, you know, you you could get, there's, there's potential for some actual, like, 
intriguing names to still be on the board. And that's why I'm, I would be comfortable only in a scenario like this. You trade back from six to 13, you get two bona fide NBA players, uh, Maybe getting maybe is a little unfair in the Blazers' advantage. So maybe you're you're swapping out Ubre and Plumley, which maybe would give me a little pause with this trade. But something to that effect, where you get players who could help, players that fit a need, vets that fill the fill out the back half of the roster, and you still end up with an impactful rookie. That's the only way uh, for me that I'm I'm trading that pick. I think. Um, like I said, I just think you need to, I think you need a rookie because like the direction they're heading is going to demand that they have some cheap parts and they just don't have right now. It doesn't look like they have contributors on rookie scale contracts. Again, if you're a big Greg Brown or Keon Johnson believer, we are, me and you don't necessarily see that one the same. So I, I think that's the big difference there. So that's, that's my answer to question, Bangkok, Bill and Nathan. That's a scenario why the Blazers in, this is a scenario where I could see the Blazers trading that pick. Now, Let's, we got another mailbag question and it's about the one week this year that the Blazers were good and how good were they and put, how much stock do we put into it? Because Joe Cronin specifically mentioned that there was a four game winning streak right before the all-star break where he felt like they were playing their style and their way. Let's revisit that and, and kind of unpack what that means for the Blazers future. But before we do that, I want to tell you about prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. Uh, Prize picks is super simple. You pick between two and five players uh, and you're just picking over-under. So you're picking the over-under set by prize picks on points, on rebounds, on assists, on total fantasy points for that night. It's just you versus the projections and you can win up to 10 times on each ballot. You can make the selections super fast, under 60 seconds. You can pick, you can make an entry. You can do cross sports if you don't want to just do basketball. You can do baseball. You can do, uh, you could do some, t- you could do tennis occasionally when they have a big tournament that's on there. Whatever it is, you're going to, you're going to find ways to have fun. I've really enjoyed playing it. I play it on the app, but you can also do it at prizepicks.com. And right now, if you sign up and use the promo code NBA, you will get a $50 deposited in your account when a player on your first entry scores one point. So go there, pick Joel Embiid, put him on your first entry. Joel's going to score. He shoots all the time. You're going to get 50 bucks, but you got to use that promo code NBA. That's prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. More lines, more props, more odds on whatever you want. NBA playoffs, games every single night. The first round's fun because there's multiple games every night. And you can get in on all of that action on Bet Online. You know, pregame props, lines, and odds, live betting, quarter by quarter, whatever you're going to want to bet, player props, team props, uh, combos. You'll find it all on Bet Online. If you don't want to bet on the NBA, all types of other sports on there too. So don't wait. Take advantage. That's Bet Online where the game starts. All right. Let's keep it rolling on this mini mailbag Tuesday edition. This is Tuesday, April 19th uh, episode. Uh, Our next question, or the next question for this segment, it comes from listener Nick, who sent this one in. And Nick is curious about how much stock to put into the four-game stretch right before the All-Star break where the Blazers went 4-0. They played great. They played great. But it was four games. Uh, And why Nick asked this is, one... Nick remembers the only time the Blazers season was fun, February 9th to February 16th, 2022. But it was also singled out by Joe Cronin in his exit interview. He said like that week, you know, I know it's four games. I don't want to overreact four games, but we played our style and we played really well and we were like confident in what we had. Now, 
I think he kind of just pointed to that because what the hell else was Cronin going to point to of like it, literally any moment that was positive this year to be like one time Ant scored 43 against the Hawks. Uh, it, it, that was the most cohesive, the best bit of basketball the Blazers played. It was also four games in February right before the All-Star break. So Nick rightfully asks like how much stock do you put into that? And I think like, Again, like the the simple answer we'll put it up front is none, none, right? Like it's, it's totally meaningless. Dame didn't play in those games, and Sir Little didn't play in those games. Uh, Josh Hart missed one of those games. Like none. It's uh, the games don't matter. It's like CJ Ellaby started. Kelgen Blevins hit two big threes against the Lakers. Like they're, they're just not meaningful basketball games. But why aren't they meaningful? More than that, why aren't they meaningful? And I think here's why. Let's let's revisit those games quickly. Uh, this was right after the All Star break. The Blazers make the trade. Uh, they send, you know, they just tear this whole thing down. They they salary dump Norman Powell and Robert Covington. They trade uh, CJ McCollum, and they're left with this new group. Uh, Josh Hart didn't play in the first game when the Blazers uh, beat the Lakers by two. The Lakers didn't have Russell Westbrook in that game, um, maybe a good thing, but they did have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and it was like they played it straight up. The Blazers just beat them. Kelgen Blevins hit two big threes in the fourth quarter. Um, it was as hyped as I saw Dame on the bench. The entire second half of the season is when Kelgen hit a second of those two threes, and the Lakers had to call a timeout. Dame hopped up off the bench and punched his cousin in the chest like he was hyped it was notable because it was like the only time that dame was excited all season long um or at least the second half of the season when things got a little dark um it was that was a like a nice win like a fun win it was fun it was fun to see kelgen blevins hit those shots it was fun I don't know it was super meaningful. Uh, the next, or two days later, the the on a Saturday uh, afternoon game, it was like broadcast internationally or something like that. So it was like a 2 p.m. start. I, I remember it well. 2 p.m. start against the Knicks. Just like a random day game. Uh, the only time the Blazers had one all year long. Blazers down 15 after three and then came back and roared back to beat to beat the Knicks uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Anthony Simons was f- freaking great in this game. Uh, Josh Hart came came back and played really well in this game too. Um, this was a nice little win, right? And then they went on the road for two games to to uh, finish the All-Star break. But that was that was Josh Hart's debut. They beat the Knicks. Or it's um it's 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 all good, right? Like t- 2 and 0 oh, and you're feeling like okay, okay, they've got this thing going. Like they're going to be they're going to be a basketball team. Uh, then they go to Milwaukee and they play the Giannis Antetokounmpo Ante Tacumpo list. I should have said Giannis list. That would have been a little easier, less syllables. But the Giannis Ante Tacumpo list, Bucks, and they win handily. Like they were up 15 at halftime or 17 at halftime, and the Bucks came back. Like tried to come back, but the the Blazers just held them off. They just they just did not let them make all of a push. They closed the third quarter strong. They opened the fourth quarter without getting too rocky, and they held them off in the final six minutes. Like this was a nice win. They win by 15. The, obviously, the Bucks without Giannis are worse. But you know, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and and, and Brooke Lopez all played in this game. Um, excuse me, Brooke did not play in this game. <laughs> Bobby Portis did, and he had just lit the Blazers up the previous week. Um, I was f- misremembering which bombing uh, Bucks center really hurt the Blazers. It was it was my man Bobby Portis. Like Portis and Middleton and, and Drew Holiday is like competitive team. Like that same team would have beat the Blazers by four thousand points if they had played a couple weeks later. Uh, this was a nice win. This was a legitimately nice win. I think this was one of the first first stretches where you're like, okay, what's up? <laughs> you know, like like this this looks. You know, they've won three in a row now. And it looks good. And then they they capped it with this sort of um, 
their best game of the year, like their most impressive performance of the year. They they beat Memphis in Memphis, 123-119. Anthony Simons goes for 32. Nurk goes for 31. They get a huge game from uh, from Josh Hart. They get 16 from Justice Winslow. Josh Hart at 23. They had 16 from Justice Winslow. Like, ballin'. And so what do you, like, how do you separate, like those, you know, those those are sort of your, your nuts and bolts of those games. And you're like, so what does it mean? And again, I don't think it means much, but like what it means was that, you gave you let Ant run the show, and him and Nurk really developed some chemistry. Uh, I, I maybe undersold Nurk's sort of pick and roll partners on previous shows, and I'll say like partnership rather on previous shows. Nurk immediately developed in chemistry. Really good pick and roll player uh, has become a much better screener as he's as he's played more seasons in Portland. Um, you know, him and Ant could just like go get teams and make stuff hard, and you make stuff hard, and you spray it out to a guy like Josh Hart who's shooting. Oh, here's the problem. <laughs> so that all makes sense. Like Ant, Ant's balling, Nurk's balling. Like those are two good, really good bona fide players. Josh Hart's good, but he shot 53% from three this week. Over over the three games during the stretch part of the All-Star break, Josh Hart is shooting almost eight attempts a game, 7.6 attempts a game, and, and just shy of 53% from three. Hart, Josh Hart's just not going to shoot. He's not going to get He's not gonna get up seven threes a game. If he does, tight, but he's not... Um, Seems unlikely on the volume, but the volume is not the problem. It's the it's the success. Like that's just he shot out he shot out of his mind, and the Blazers won games because they were getting big time massive contributions from Hart. I mean, Hart was great, right? Like they had to shut Josh Hart down because he was so darn good. I'm not saying that he can't be a better shooter than he's been anywhere else here in Portland. I'm just saying he's not going to shoot 50% from three on seven attempts a game. That's a, to me, that's an easy outlier. Like when you're looking at games, you're looking at the outliers. Uh, Ant during the same four game stretch shot just shy of 12 threes a game uh, and shot 46%. That's probably a little above what you can imagine Ant to shoot on volume, but not much, like not much. Ant shot over 40% from three on volume after, uh, after January 1st, he on catch and shoots all year long, he shot over 45%. Like he was he's a shooter that's what makes him so scary he's one of the great shooters in the league and and the catch and shoot stuff and then that off the dribble game like if he's going to shoot 39% from three off the dribble he's terrifying if Ant adds a layer where he's really attacking the basket he's a just a absolute force like he's and and has a chance to straight up get underpaid immediately right like he's going to get paid you know five for 90 Norman Powell money, five for 95 at like 19 million a game. And then he's going to immediately be better than that if he realizes all of his offensive potential because he's really special force. So here's what I think. I think during that four game stretch, you saw what the Blazers could be. Uh, They were, this is like only in those four games, right? I'm just comparing that stretch for everyone in the league. They were seventh in offense and seventh in defense. Uh, Not super special, but you know, you're top 10 in both. You're going to be a really good team. Their differential was plus seven. Um, there is, uh, there's some suggestion that basically being a, being that high and in, in plus minus or in net rating rather, excuse me, net rating, the difference in offensive points scored per hundred versus defensive points allowed per hundred. Uh, you know, if you're in the plus five range, you're probably a contender. Uh, and for four games, that that was sort of the level the Blazers were at. They looked really good. They were, you know, top 10 offense, top 10 defense, really good. It's just, such a small sample size. The Knicks and Lakers are bad. The the Bucks were missing their best player, and they got a really nice win in Memphis. Undeniable. I think like more aggressive on defense with Hart and Winslow in the wings that helps. Uh, Nurk, the Nurk pairing and, and Ant pairing sustainable looked really good. It's just 
you're going to have Ant and Dame out there a bunch. You're not going to have Josh Hart at the two. You're going to be either smaller at the three with Hart, which I don't think they're going to play a ton, or they were going to play certainly some, but not a ton. And, you know, and Nazir Little and, and someone else at the four, or Nas and, Ju- and Justice Winslow for some minutes at three and four. Like, you're going to, it's going to look a little bit different. I think there's reason to believe that the Blazers have enough talent to be a competitive team. I think those four games suggest that they have enough talent next year, even just with minor tweaks, to be competitive, right? Like, sixth or seventh in the West, a team that battles to be in the playoffs. And quite frankly, to get in the play in the West playoffs, you got to be pretty good. Look at Minnesota finished seventh in the West. You can just look at them. That's a pretty good basketball team, right? They won 46 games this year. It's like, that's the level it takes. So when I say pretty good, I don't mean anything beyond that. I mean, a team that wins more than 45 games. I think the Blazers have the bones to be something like that. And I think those four games points to those bones. But the idea that like that's proof of concept is nonsense. I don't think Cronin meant it. I certainly don't think listener Nick meant it. But I think it's worth revisiting the height of the Blazers season to see what's sustainable. The Ant and Nurk stuff is sustainable. The Josh Hart stuff is hopeful, but uh, at that level, not sustainable. And the moments from Justice Winslow feel sustainable. He only shot 30% from three during that stretch. He had a couple, uh, you know... Uh, Games where he was pushing over eight rebounds and scoring in double figures, like he had a 16, seven, and four assists in that game against Memphis. Like that, I think if you get that Justice Winslow, and he probably won't get the minutes to have that type of production, but if you get that type of permanent production from a smaller dose of Justice Winslow, you you got you got the bones of an okay to decent to maybe even pretty good, like 46 wins and seventh in the West type of basketball team. I think those four games point to it, but I don't think they're by any means proof of concept. All right, let's come back in the third segment, close out the show. I got a rooting guide, how to cheer for your for uh, every team in the playoffs based on your love of the Portland Trailblazers. That's what we'll do to close out the show. But first, let me tell you about rockauto.com, the family business that's been helping do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They're specializing in helping folks who can fix their cars. And so if you if that is something you're capable of doing, don't go to a, a dealership. Don't go to the chain auto parts store in your neighborhood. Save time and money, like real money, 30, 50, or even 100% compared to those chain stores or the dealership when you're using rockauto.com. They got all the parts for all the make and model. So why don't you head on over to their website right now and check out all the parts for your car or truck while you're there, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Still a pass first point guard, still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Let's let's look through how to root for the Trailblazers in the playoffs. The Blazers aren't in the playoffs, but I have done you a solid. Here's how to root for every team. A Portland connection for every team so you know who to pull for. In Phoenix with the Suns, you've got Monty Williams, former Blazers assistant. You've got Jarrett Jack, who's on Williams' staff, former Blazer point guard. And you've got Mark Bryant, Blazers legend from the 90s, also an assistant coach with the Suns. That's just, look at that Suns coaching staff. That's Blazers legends. All of them. Easy to root for. Go Suns. Uh, In New Orleans, this is a simple one. They got CJ McCollum. They got Larry Nance Jr. They got Tony Snell. Just don't even dig any. You don't need to dig any deeper for any other connections. Uh, there's a lot of Blazers alumni over there in New Orleans. If you want to root for the Pelicans, uh, if, you, if you want to shift to a this being you being a Pelicans fan because I already broke your heart, you might as well root for CJ to have some good times. Do it. This is a Blazers rooting guide, and CJ McCollum is certainly a Blazers legend. It, in Memphis and Minnesota, 
You've got some connections. It wasn't so hard in Memphis, or it wasn't so easy in Memphis. Here's your Blazers connection to Memphis. Rich Cho is the vice president of uh, basketball strategy for the Grizzlies. Uh, former GM of the Blazers got fired for basically being too nerdy. He's worked in the league basically ever since then. He just, him and Paul Allen did not mesh, but still, Blazers legend. Blazer, Blazers legend. Uh put together a team that totally fell apart and allowed them to have an interim guy get uh, Damian Lillard. <laughs> Shout out to Chad Buchanan. Uh, Rich Cho is your Memphis is your Memphis Grizzlies Blazers connection. In Minnesota, it's Jake Lehman on the end of the bench. Jake Lehman doesn't play, but he's tall enough that he's easy to pick out in the huddle. Um, he's chilling. You'll, you'll see him if you're looking for him. Jake Lehman is your Minnesota connection. If you're rooting, if you're finding your, for your Blazers rooting guide in Utah for the Utah Dallas series, it's Hassan Whiteside. He's playing backup minutes. I swear Hassan Whiteside was good early in the year. He has looked bad. And when I've watched the jazz the last month of the season, I think that's kind of the Hassan Whiteside experience, high highs and low lows. Um, he's blazer. Listen, blazers legend, quite a, quite a character. If you want to root for a former Blazer, Hassan Whiteside on the Jazz. If you're looking for a former Blazer in Dallas, this one was tough. I think it's Marquise Chris, uh, who was Blazers uh, camp invitee, was in training camp with the Blazers this year. Uh, probably just should have made the team out of camp because they needed other big bodies, uh, but they didn't want to carry a full roster for financial reasons. Shout out to the Allen Estate. Uh, and so Marquise Chris got cut and they kept, you know, kept 14 and they kept Dennis Smith Jr. So Marquise Chris, former Blazers legend, Blazers training camp legend, uh, is your Dallas, is your Dallas rooting interest. In Golden State, I guess it's Clay Thompson. <laughs> Uh, you know, son of f former number one overall pick, Michael Thompson, shout out to Minnesota University of Minnesota legend, Blazers legend, Michael Thompson. You know, Clay went to, to middle school here. He's famously on that little league team with Kevin Love out in Lake Oswego. Um, you know, he's, I, I know he's still got peoples out here, not his family, but like his, his homies. I know who you are. Um, or I know, I know of you for sure. Um, yeah, I guess it's Clay Thompson. I don't know. <laughs> In in Denver, it's it's Will Barton, Will the Thrill, former Blazers, former Blazers great, and it's also David Adelman, uh, Rick Adelman's son, former Blazers coach Rick Adelman's son. Dave Adelman uh, was also when I got into the game was the head coach of Lincoln High School basketball here in Portland. Go Cardinals! Shout out to David Adelman. Uh, but I yeah, Will the Thrill. I think that's a pretty easy one. You have to root for the Nuggets over the Warriors because of the lack of uh, Blazers connections on the Warriors. If you have a better uh, Blazers connection on the Warriors, email me lockedonblazerspot at gmail.com. In the East, Miami, you're rooting for Eric Spolstra. His dad, John Spolstra, was a longtime executive for the Blazers. Spolstra is just a straight-up Portland kid. He went to Jesuit High School, went to UP, wore long socks, wore long socks, and was a, like a pretty good point guard. If you, if you don't love a long sock point guard, you're uh, watching the wrong podcast or listening to the wrong podcast, depending on how you're consuming this, but Spo is your Blazers connection with the Heat. In Atlanta, it's Nick Van Exel on, and Joe Prunty on the coaching staff. Nick Van Exel, former Blazers um Former Blazers 19-foot free throw taker. Took 19-foot free throws and was left-handed as heck. Uh, iced coffee enthusiast, if you know a lot about Nick Van Exel. And Joe Brunsey was on Nate McMillan's staff and is longtime assistant in the league and currently works for the Atlanta Hawks. Those are your Blazers connections with the Hawks in Philly. This is my favorite one. Billy King is your Blazers connection. Never worked for the Blazers, but certainly worked out for the Blazers. Billy King was the 
lead decision maker, GM of the, I don't know exact title, but GM of the, of the Nets when they decided to trade a lightly protected, top three protected pick in the upcoming 2012 draft in exchange for forward Gerald Wallace. That pick became Damian Lillard, at worst the third best player in Blazers franchise history, and certainly has a claim to the number one spot, an icon. And Billy King delivered the icon, Blazers legend Billy King. That's your rooting interest for Philly. In Toronto, it's Gary Trent Jr. Shout out to the man, Gary, uh, playing, as I record this, playing through an illness against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Gary is, was, um, you know, struggled in his final months here in Portland, but an incredibly fun character and always will have his legendary outfits and hot shooting from the bubble. Shout out to Gary. That's your connection for the Toronto Raptors. In, the, in Boston versus Brooklyn, I mean, the Celtics are just like a... Like a Portland, they're Portland East, right? They're just, it's just a bunch of Portland folks. Uh, you know, Ime Yuroka, the head coach, went to Jefferson High School, went to PSU, Viking legend, played for the Trailblazers. I don't know that there is a more Portland person than Ime Yudoka out there in the NBA, at least. Certainly more Portland people out there. I know y'all. Um, shout out to, shout out to everyone, the 503. But like Ime Yudoka, as Portland as it gets in, uh, in, in the NBA. Also on his staff, Damon Stoudemire, who's, you know, just who went to uh, what is now Ida B. Wells, but Wilson High School at the time, uh, Aaron Miles, who also went to Jeff, Garrett Jackson, who went to Westview, shout out to the Metro League, like Por- Portland folks, Portland folks on the staff, you don't need to look far, That the Celtics, easy to root for, you know, Peyton Pritchard, or Westland High School, four-time state champ, and, and went to Oregon Ducks, you know him, uh, the, like I said, uh, Celtics, Easy to root for Portland East, the the, the furthest east out outpost of, of Portland, Oregon, is right there in Boston. In Brooklyn, it's Patty Mills, it's Lamarcus Aldridge, and it's David Vanderpool, former Blazers assistant coach. Uh, Lamarcus didn't hasn't isn't probably not going to play in this series because it's not a good series for him. But you're going to see a little Patty. Um, Patty Stacks, a legend. The Blazers let him go so they could keep Armand Johnson. Armand Johnson not on the list. Patty Mills and Lamarcus Aldridge, Blazers legends. David Vanderpool, Blazers legend. And Chicago and Milwaukee. In Chicago, you got Dennis Jones or Dennis Derek Jones Jr. Uh, DJJ not here for a long time. Here for a good time. Uh, just didn't work out for him. Didn't fit what they wanted to do, and they let him go in exchange for Larry Nance. And guess what? Didn't work out for him either. Things move quickly in the league, but Dennis. Or Dennis, I am stuck on Dennis. Derek Jones Jr., DJJ, is uh, your rooting interest for the Bulls. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, it's two just really fun Blazers role players, Pat Connaughton and Wes Matthews Jr. Uh, both are going to play a bunch. Wes Matthews is going to, is like basically the P.J. Tucker role now of just like, hey, vet, shooting vet that can go just spend 39 really competitive minutes on defense. Like, it's... Um, Wes is fun. Like he's he's in the late stage of his career and not what he was in Portland by any means, but he's a really fun NBA role player. So those are your rooting guides. Every team in the that's in the playoffs now has a Portland connection. So refer to this. It starts uh, I'll put a timestamp in the in the YouTube video so you can find out where it starts or it's the third segment if you're if you're skipping along after our, our second break. Uh Tell your friends this is your this is your Blazers guide to rooting in the playoffs. A Portland Trailblazers or Portland or Trailblazers connection to every single team in the league. That's our show. We got more fun coming later this week. Uh, 
We're going to do a cap explainer to end the week. That'll be Friday's show. We got a couple other fun things. I'm trying to get one more interview lined up, so I'm not going to tease it. But this is Tuesday's show. We got a couple other more Wednesday and Thursday. And then look, Friday's show. We're going to do a cap explainer. So many questions. I've gotten a ton of questions about like what's the Blazers cap situation. I want to put it on wax, give you an easy place to point to and say, this is what it is. So that's what we'll do in Friday's show. Uh, look for that one and come back for the rest of the week for more fun. Uh, we'll take a spin on the tankathon. We'll uh, we'll look at some lessons learned from the first couple games of the playoffs and we'll look ahead to what the Blazers are going to do this offseason. Tons of fun. Available wherever you get podcasts. Go look for us. Just search Lockdown Blazers and you'll find us. And then you can tell your friends to do the same. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.